0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a busy midweek fixture card in the Premiership. Rangers and Celtic will be separated by 16 points when they meet on Saturday after both won this afternoon. Stephen Gerrard's side ran out 2-0 winners at St Mirren. Well done, the United were beaten 3-0 in the east end of Glasgow. St Johnston and Hamilton shared the spoils. Two more games are about to get underway and another has fallen victim to the weather. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Jim Duffy. Yeah, well, no slip-ups from the old firm today. Um, you know, that was always going to be the tricky one before the big encounter at the weekend, Gordon. And, uh, you know, both in good form. So it uh, sets it up nicely for the weekend. Uh, team selection will always be the big question. It'll be interesting to see who lines up against each other come Saturday. Andy Halliday, it was a big night for you guys in the Championship last night. Now it's the Premiership's turn. And uh, teams all up and down the division looking to finish the, the year on a high. Yep, and we managed to... To get off to, to that start last night and um you know it's we've got a, I think it's a four point lead at the, the top of the table now and, and try to extend that with a game in hand coming and then onto the games tonight. It was uh, it was important that Celtic and Rangers went into the game with, with no distractions, look try to look ahead to the old forum and then you know it's a big one at the weekend. It's probably the biggest old forum that, that I can remember for a long time. Because that's the weird thing about this city, Jim, and the way that the way that we operate, you know, managers will obviously do their best to take it one game at a time, mm. but everybody was just looking at tonight's games but, but really thinking about the weekend As in We need to win tonight To go into the weekend on a high Or we need to win tonight To keep the points gap Or, or we need everyone to be You know Come through unscathed tonight Yeah I mean Andy will tell you I mean it's, it's hard to keep the, the, the focus for players Because they know You know just I mean managers can say As much as they possibly want But the, the, the media You know Social media You know All their friends Families Everybody knows That come, come the weekend This is a massive match But they had a job to do This afternoon And both of them Went about it Very professionally um, Rangers got a couple of goals in, And I think they, Particularly for Alfredo Morelos Getting his first first goal for a, for a good number of weeks Is a huge boost for Rangers Because he has is an important player But he's been lacking goals Khmer Roof Doing what he's been doing Pretty much all season Being outstanding And Celtic again Edward Getting back uh, You know again But Celtic playing a diamond uh, It'll be interesting to see Whether they go with that shape At the weekend against Rangers Yeah and Barkas Will play in goal mm. At the weekend According to Neil Lennon The the personnel highlights If you like And they are pretty obvious As Jim says For Rangers There's Alfredo Morelos Back among the goals There's always debate about Him uh, For Celtic It's it's Sorrow and Turnbull again This time Both on the score sheet yeah, and, and for me, David Turnbull's been been one of the real big pluses for Celtic over the last few weeks. I think he he makes a difference. He's someone that's always trying to get into clever pockets, got in the half turn and, and try to make a difference. And the other one, uh, Lee Griffiths, I think not only the introduction of Lee Griffiths has given him a boost, but I think it's gave Odds and Edward a boost mm. as well. I think we've seen him you know, get that little bit closer back to his best over the last few games. So, yep, it's it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one at the weekend. Um, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people phoning in to speak about it, but like I said, it's it's as big as a old firm game as I can remember. Interesting. That's one word for it. 01419511025. Let's hear from you right now. What did you make of the games today, and how does it set you up for Saturday, Celtic and Rangers fans? It's that simple. So let's hear from you on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. We do have two other big games still to come tonight. Hibs and Ross County just getting underway. And Motherwell against Kilmarnock uh, a bit later on as well. Uh, so let's do it all. Give us a call or tweet us at Clyde SSB and kick off by hearing from 
the managers Neil Lennon says he's facing a nervous wait To see if Christopher Julian will be fit for Saturday's game He was stretched off with a knee injury today During that 3-0 win against Dundee United The manager says it was the only negative out of a strong performance I thought we played ever so well And um, could have won the game by more And um, there's good energy about us again And the quality of chances we're creating is brilliant So we're in a good vein of form And I was really pleased with the subs contribution as well I thought they gave us an extra lift when we really needed it um, And they got you know 15-20 minutes of good stuff So yeah, it sets us up very nicely for the game at the weekend So all round, you know, it's been a good day apart from Obviously losing Christopher, so we'll have to wait and see how he is. Yeah, how, how he well, he's impacted on the, the knee on the on the post, so you know it's quite a heavy one. Uh, at the minute, there's a little bit of redness swelling there, but we'll see. You know, I'm not saying not ruling them out or ruling them in. Jim, how important was it, Celtic? You know, win the game, another strong performances from the likes of Turnbull and Sorrow. It's a clean sheet mm-hmm. as well. All, all of that building up to Saturday. Yeah, I think defensively they've looked a lot better. Um, you know, in recent weeks. Uh, after fun enough the, the cup final where they, where they were all over the place uh, against Andy's team at Hearts but uh, since then you know the, there's been a little bit more calmness uh, been certainly you know scoring goals from midfield you, you mentioned David Turnbull again and I'm with Andy I think he's been absolutely outstanding as he came in not everything he, t- he touches turns to goal but the thing is he's always looking to be you know, uh, you know, on the front foot He's always looking to get on that half turn And be productive And these are important things Because then strikers are alive to that They're not always getting you know, get frustrated yeah. strikers If the ball keeps going square and back But he's always looking to be positive So yeah, a really good um, result for Celtic today uh, Again, clean sheet I think Julian, it, it was an impact He hit the post So you would tend to think that you know, Unless he's very unlucky That'll just be impact It'll be bruising It'll be sore for a day or so But you would expect him um, to be to be in the team sheet uh, come Saturday. Okay, let's hear from Stephen Gerrard. He says the performance against St Mirren was very patchy. However, he was still happy with the individual displays, and he felt a goal has been coming from Alfredo Morelos. Well, it's another strong win for us. Um, I thought we controlled large parts of the games. Thought we managed the game really well. I don't think we showed uh, our our best style in terms of possession and, and creation, but. We've won the game uh, comfortably. A lot of positive to take from the game. Individuals playing well within it. But there were patches as well that were a bit scrappy and a bit ugly. But we came here to do a job. And we came here for three points and we've done it. I'm delighted for the three points. Alfredo will be delighted for the goal. Um, he's training well. Um, I got a good feeling that it was about to come. You know, He was getting into some good places. He was unlucky against St. Johnson. Unlucky against Hibbs when he came on. So you'd have a feeling it's only a matter of time before you can't keep him down forever. Um, but that'll do his confidence the world of good but my job is to come and get points individual scoring within that's fantastic for them uh, for their confidence but there's an, another strong performance from Glenn Kamara another strong performance from Joe Aribo uh, so we've got players in, in in a good place Giannis again contributed with an assist another clean sheet um, so there's a lot of pleasing things today but 01419511025 on the phones let's kick off with Alan who's in Irvine tonight hi Alan Hi, how are you doing guys, alright? Not bad at all, how are you, he will? Uh, I'm good, thank you, good just nice. for here, so I'm home. No, I just wanted to come on and speak about the, the game today. Mm-hmm. I thought um, we, we played really well, I thought goals in Hollanda were really good. Um, I thought Hollander's done well with Rika, I think he done a wee bit better than what Balogun did the last time. He wasn't the fastest, but he gave us a physical presence against him. And I think that the, the team that's there, I think, the only exception, I think, had you maybe drop out against Celtic and maybe Kent or... Kent, it's either going to be Hadji or Morelos I think that's going to drop out of the top 
up front. Um, but I thought today we were we weren't we weren't the best. But again, it was good to go there and get the win because I think it would have proved there's been a lot of people expecting us to go there and for St Mirren to to cause us cause more problems. But they didn't. They didn't overall. I think it was good to get away for the two be the three points and the win. But also for going into the old firm game because I think if we had dropped points and Celtic, that would have buoyed them a wee bit and got their tails up a wee bit. So mm. it sets it up nicely. But I think we, I think we will we'll win on Saturday, and I'm confident of that. Um, I hope so, anyway. But I think it's interesting it sets up because Celtic are obviously in a good vein of form as well. But yeah, I think that that win today has set us up nicely for it. I think it will do us a wee world a good year. Mm. They're in a good run of form, but. I think we're in a better place considering that's a third clean street and things like that as well. So that was it, just to see what yeah, you Andy, think. what specifically jumped out for you today then on, on today's game? Uh, for me, I, I don't know if Alan agrees, I thought it was a pretty poor watch, especially the first 20 minutes. It's it's arguably the slowest that Rangers came out the traps this season, but I feel as if the goals came at a really good time. And, uh, yeah. and once the first and then the second goal went in, to be honest, Rangers were just in second gear for the rest of the game. They just controlled the game in terms of possession. Oh, I think the, yeah. uh, Stephen Gerrard summed that up perfectly. I think there was patches of the game where, especially from a creative standpoint, Rangers weren't really at their free-flowing best, but but still controlled the, the possession of the game and ultimately the outcome as well. Uh, two big pluses for me, you mentioned Joe Aribo and Glenn Kamara. Uh, thought two of them were excellent. And, you know, the managers probably get a selection headache going into the weekend, but I think they two certainly did themselves, you know, no, no harm whatsoever right. with performance. Go on then, Alan, pick one. You said, you know, think it'll either be Hadji or your Kent. You mentioned Morelos. What? What would you do then, given what we've seen in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I, I think um, I think it will be the uh, Morelos, Ruth, and Kent. I think uh, just because of I think that goal today done Morelos wonders, and I think the big difference with him being there today, I think he dragged us at Marin defenders a wee bit. Out again, he offered us what we do. We didn't have that against them the last time, and I think that's a big part of his game. He, he makes it difficult for opposition. I think that allows. It's allowed Hadji the day as well that wee bit extra freedom. So I, I, I think it'll be Kent, Ruth and Morelos, I think, will start mm. in the weekend. Yeah, I agree with Alan. I think that will be the, the front three. So Hadji's uh, not done enough to stay in? No, I think he's done enough, but I think at the end of the day, I think that it's, it's a big call and the manager's got to make that. So I, I, that's, that's the three I think he'll go with. Um, but... I think Ryan Kent for me he started the season absolutely you know this world the first six weeks or so he was magnificent but I think I think he needs a big performance I think he's got to be a little bit more productive uh, he's got to add as I said more assists he's got to be a, a little bit more uh, impact in the final third uh, terrific uh, talent but I still think he's he's another one that, that just needs a, a, a really big game and this is the type of game that, that could spur him on um, Morelos getting the goal I think is, is enormous weight off his shoulders he, listen you can you can build Alfredo Morelos up in terms of his link up playing his work ethic but as a striker he's an out and out striker he scored 30 goals last year he needs to score goals so getting that today will be a, a real weight off his shoulder so I, I'm with those three but um, you know Stephen Gerrard uh, you know will be again as he mentioned his midfield his midfield's been uh, terrific and those two players today aren't we, we Andy Kamara and Aribo were outstanding so yeah it'll be a real um, dilemma for the manager but uh, he's he's, uh, he's paid handsomely to make these big decisions Has there ever been a serious debate in your mind about whether Alfredo Morello starts this weekend? No It was no, always going to happen not. I think you only need to look at uh, Rangers big games over the last two or three years uh, let's just take the sample size of this season every European game the, the previous Old Firm game Alfredo Morelos plays and nine times out of ten it's Yanis Hadji it's the one that drops out and I think that's just purely because 
Steven Gerrard will be a little bit more focused on his team out of possession. You know, people that can follow the instructions, uh, how they how they, they obviously structure defensively. And I just think that, although I, I really feel as if Yanis Hadji, especially over the last three, four, five games, he's really came into back into form. Mm. He's making an impact, whether it's grabbing a goal, grabbing an assist. But nine times out of ten when the big games come, Steven Gerrard sort of picks the same core of players. And I think Alfredo Morelos certainly is one of them. Okay, thank you very much. That was Alan in Irvine kicking us off tonight. Good to hear from you, Alan. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's bring in Brian, who's a Celtic fan. What pleased you most about today, Brian? I just think the whole team has had some sort of injection of confidence. They are playing to a style that was even better than last season. The last season they were runaway champions. If they had now we had a disappointing start, with a very disappointing start, and we get reminded of it constantly through Mr Keevans as to how deep and hard the cuts were. But I feel that right now, watching the team over the last five or six games, from the real game, which was a dead rubber, they, um, they seem to say, well, let's just go and play football. Mm. And to me, watching that game today, they murdered... Dundee United Now I'm not saying That Dundee United Are on the same level As Rangers Who By All admission They are the best team In Scotland right now Can't not be The the place That they're in just now What I'm I'm Saying from the last game Because I'm only going to go With the games against Rangers The last game against Rangers At Celtic Park We were missing players We had Covid players But these are all excuses We got beat on the day Rangers will face A much different animal and I feel, to, especially speaking to the Celtic fans who over an eight or nine week period decided that Neil Lennon's 20 year tenure at Celtic was worthy of him getting kicked out the door and shouted at. Well, this is the, the pressure the man lives in. This is the pressure that he's seen for the 20 years that he's been in Scotland. My point is that we should we all get behind them. I don't mean the opponents. The opponents are the opponents and they will always be that way. I mean, the Celtic fans all get behind him and his ethos of what he's trying to do, what he's trying to change a team, a change a winning team into another winning team. He's got it wrong a couple of times. He's got it wrong badly. But I feel right now mm-hmm. he's starting to get a fluidity in the team and that pressure that, that he lives under is, is putting it back on the players and saying, go out there and do it. Brian... Highlights the Lille game mm-hmm. Jim Which was six Is it seven games ago Six mm-hmm. games ago Six games ago And that was when Celtic Started mixing things mm-hmm. up We started to see David Turnbull For, for mm-hmm. more minutes than, than than not We started to see Ismail Asoro mm-hmm. um, how, how much of Celtic's Upturn in form Has been down to that When you look at Turnbull Scoring today That's three in a row It's four in his last six mm-hmm. um, how, how much of a difference Is that that yeah. change in midfield area Yeah I think it is a big change As I said he, he tweaked the system as well Which he's done in the past uh, You know that, that's we, we, Listen we had an awful lot of callers on here A few weeks ago And you know Just about every one of them The vast vast majority Were for They wanted Neil Lennon out the door And they, 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 they were they were critical of him tactically uh, Team selection You know Every aspect You know but In recent weeks There's Brian saying that he thinks It's some of the best football we've seen In recent seasons uh, so football can turn very very quickly And confidence is huge in that But the personnel He has changed it He, ha- he has tweaked the system He's also brought Lee Griffiths As, as Andy says Alongside Edward To give him a partner And again you, you would have to be really brave To go to Ibrox and play Technically a 4-4-2 You know whether it's a diamond in midfield Or not is immaterial It's still two out and out strikers 
uh, and he sacrificed that midfield where Rangers have been notoriously mm-hmm. strong against Celtic uh, over recent games. But the style of football is very pleasing that Celtic are playing. They're scoring goals, they're creating chances, the amount of shots uh, uh, and, and uh, goal mouth action they're having over the last four or five games is is a huge turnaround for what it was. But again, confidence is a huge part of that, and uh, the players are now enjoying the football again. That kind of you know weight of expectation is 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 been uh, diminished a little bit, but mm-hmm. it will crank up over the next couple of days. There's no doubt about that. Well, th- that's a debate that's been raging already, and I think it will pick up as the week progresses. Celtic are playing much better now, obviously, and the the midfield diamond is is a part of that. Can they do that on Saturday? Can they, can they go to Ibrox and play that way? Honestly, Gordon, as a football fan, that it really excites me to to think uh, going into the game how Celtic mm. can approach it because. Listen, no bones about it. Celtic have to win the game. I think all the pressure is on Celtic to win the game. And I think, for that being said, I think they've got to go and try and win it by playing uh, Griffiths and Onsen Edward up front. But if you go to Ibrox, play two up front with a diamond and give the two most creative fullbacks in the league the freedom of the uh, the width of the pitch, it, it, it could it could lead to an interesting game. But it's two it's two teams that are going to try and win the game. So ultimately, it could be a very you very. You go the other side, Andy, where Rangers then decide. Are we going to play 2v2? You know, the Steve Stephen Davis sacrifice some of his creative play to protect, you know, the two centre-backs because Griffiths and Edward against anyone <laughs> was yeah. going to give him a problem. Well, so, it's a, real, it's a real, as you say, the footballing dilemma mm-hmm. of how you approach the game. Uh, and team selection, the other one is, would Scott Brown come back in? Ishmael Sorrow mm-hmm. has been immense in the last couple of games, but... Um, Scott Brown came in in the cup final against Hearts. Yeah. Uh, obviously got injured in that one, been left out. But mm. is he, is he the type of player? Do you think I want him in against Rangers? So what's the main consideration then? If you're Neil Lennon, if you've got full belief in that midfield diamond, and you think we we can win the game playing that way, you go and do it. But if you're more concerned about stopping Rangers, then then you don't do it. Is that is yeah, that just about it. But but <laughs> too that's, simple. That, that's why it's so exciting because it could end up being a game of cat and mouse. I think if Celtic. No, Rangers could I think with the the way Rangers play they only really need to make a slight tweak within the game that still keeps the same structure the same instructions mm-hmm. but just sort of a, a, a little tweak in that but if Celtic approach the game that way it could it, you could end up seeing it a bit more like a Rangers European performance where at times on the counter attack Rangers are devastating and I think if Celtic do end up being exposed at the back with the way they're going to try and play although they're three clean sheets in a row you've seen all season that Celtic defensively have been suspect but again it's just it all leads to what could be a, a, a very good spectacle because I do think it, it could end up being a cat and mouse but it's going to be a very, very good game. Alright, thank you Brian. 01419511025 Neil Lennon's confirmed that Vasilius Barkas will start in goal at Ibrox. Celtic fans, is that the right call or the wrong call? 01419511025 We'll hear from him and Stephen Gerrard again next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Andy Halliday are here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard it's one of these strange Wednesdays where again just like last Wednesday the SPFL have the cheek to schedule games without taking us into consideration so we had a few earlier on Uh, we've got a couple underway at the moment Motherwell and Kilmarnock facing off at Fir Park Hibs and Ross County a bit further on 20 odd minutes gone there and still goalless So give us a call Let us know what's on your mind 01419511025 Before the break 
I suggested we were about to hear from Neil Lennon talking about Barkas and how he will play on Saturday. Celtic fans, very simple question. Is that the right call or the wrong call as far as you're concerned? Let us know. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard. He admits he now has a selection headache going into the game. He's confirmed Scott Arfield will also miss the next two or three games. Yes, um, but I've had a selection dilemma since the first game of the season because we've got good players uh, all fighting for, for positions. You know, players not getting on the pitch today, good players who've been doing well. But that's the squad you need at Rangers. Um, my job's to pick the team. I don't pick on sentiments. I pick on players who I think can get the job done. So, um, yeah, I've got tough decisions to make at the weekend, but uh, I'm not the first Rangers manager to have tough decisions uh, going into a, an old firm. Uh, yes, we're, we're just waiting on a few more opinions on it. Um, we've had one opinion on it. Um, he, he obviously will be missing in the short term. Um, he'll definitely be missing for a few weeks, that's for sure. But in terms of the exact date and time, it's very difficult right now. We're waiting for a few more opinions. But he'll certainly miss the, the next two, three fixtures, that's for sure. Rangers absentees, and they tend to be met with a, a bit less fuss because they, you know, they rotate anyway and, and it doesn't seem to matter. But to go into a game of that magnitude You'd obviously want everyone available And for two of them to be Arfield and Jack Presumably How how big a blow is that? Yeah I think if, if Ryan Jack was fit And, and playing every week I think mm. he would, he'd be an absolute certainty To play in the game Someone that I think You know in the manager's eyes Is one of the first names in the team sheet uh, Trust him in all the big games and, and someone that's been a consistent performer Over the last sort of 18 months Scott Arfield another one Probably been Rangers unsung hero of the season this year uh, Popped up with a few crucial goals as well So he'll be a big miss But on the flip side When the options there are still Joe Aribo and Glenn Kamara We spoke about how well they've done today I don't think that, that Stephen Gerrard will have any worries at all Putting them in at the weekend Shock goal at Easter Road Ross County have taken the lead Peyton has put the Staggies one up John Hughes on his return to Easter Road Not sure many people would have predicted that one 25 minutes gone Hibs nil uh, Ross County won um, made me lose my train of thought Yes yeah, Jack and Arfield mid- Midfield Yeah I mean I think that Rangers have got a strong midfield um, You know We're talking about today The second half They really just controlled the game And they said They played in second gear And I think that was part of the reason Why conserve as much energy As they possibly can You don't need to go chasing the game You don't need to go on the front foot Just control the game Keep the ball And that's exactly what they did Didn't expend too much energy uh, Because they'll need it for, for the weekend I was a wee bit surprised Stephen Davis uh, played the whole game. I thought they they, they might have um, given them a, a bit bit more of a rest, but um, you know, nevertheless, uh, as I said, he's again he's he's a very influential player. Scott Arfield, I think, is a miss. There's no doubt about it. Uh, a few weeks ago, Stephen Gerrard was waxing lyrical about him because of his performance, and just basically said, well, and he's, he's been in, good he's in, in this team. fixture as yeah. well, hasn't he? As yes. well, he, he, yeah, he's been terrific in, in, in the old forum games as well. But I, I think the way they play, and he said pressing, uh, you know, like to be on the front foot, but. The likes of Joe Aribo has definitely stepped up in that side of it. You always knew he had talent with the ball, but without the ball now, you see him really getting a lot closer to opponents. Glenn Kamara's been immense, absolutely immense. Uh, and so I don't really think that's weakened Rangers other than options. Another option for them. But in terms of their midfield three, I think that'll be the three we mentioned earlier. Eric is a Rangers fan calling all the way from North Carolina this evening. Hi, Eric. Good evening, panel. Uh, first time caller. Uh, grew up in Alexandria, big Rangers fan. Got a couple of points. The Neil Lennon changed the Celtic goalkeeper today. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in the eye of the game on Saturday. Uh, do you think that was a good decision? Because that young goalie, 
I thought had been playing great. I get the option to watch Rangers and Celtic here in the States. And I thought he was playing great. The other thing I thought is Neil Lennon panicking about is Lee Griffiths, is he fit? Because he said, he came on against Harps. And also I wanted to say to Andy, sorry you lost the game. The great battle. The thoroughly enjoyed it. But after the game, Neil Lennon said Lee Griffiths wasn't fit. But he's played them in the last two games. Okay, I imagine that's him getting fit. That, that, that's part of the process. Because Lee Griffiths said back, you know, well, if you want me to be fit, you need to play me. Um, right, Eric's a Rangers fan, but he's interested in the fact that Celtic changed their goalkeeper today b- before Saturday. What's your, what's your own take on that? Uh, I think that uh, obviously the manager has looked at uh, maybe a bit more experience and this type of game coming up. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, Barkas hasn't you know covered himself in glory. There's no there's no doubt about that. But you know he, he he's obviously felt he needed a game under his belt. He's went in today. He said a clean sheet. So again, and I think naming him in the team today is a big thing because the goalkeeper can get his mind, can can focus on it, can prepare for it. You know, and and I think that that's good management to to tell and to make a a public statement on it. He, he won't probably won't make a public statement to any other player, but he's made it. Listen, this is going to be a goalkeeper, number one goalkeeper, and he's sort of given him um, that that confidence and that belief. And I think that's important. Um, you know, Eric saying about you know the the other side of it in terms of players and, and Lee Griffiths. Yeah, Lee Griffiths needed games, but he's always a goal threat, always. And and, and that's his he's, he's he's absolutely. And I think also he helps Edward because I think Edward enjoys playing with a partner. Briefly, then, who, who would you put in goals for Celtic at the weekend? Neil Lennon's made it clear. Mm. What would you do? No, but Barkas yeah. is in now. I mean, listen, not up, up, up until today. I thought I thought Conor Hazard would stay in. Mm-hmm. I really did. But when he's made that call today. He's made it with the old firm game in mind, no doubt about it. So, yeah, I mean, now you have to go with with Barkas, and I agree uh, with Eric. You know, I think it's it's harsh on the young player, but ultimately, you know, you you invest heavily in a goalkeeper. Uh, somewhere along the line, you've got to throw him in at a deep end. It doesn't get any deeper yeah, than Ibrox at the weekend. Andy, you saw both sides of Conor Hazard because you guys clearly made it a deliberate attempt to put him under pressure and and get people in and around him at set pieces. And he then saves the two penalties ultimately Which um, which which wins Celtic the Cup Are you surprised that he's now dropped out? No 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 uh, I think Neil Lennon summed it up pretty well after the game Where he says that um, You know he, he, he's bought, brought Barkas into the football club to be number one And ultimately he's not You know showed up his best form in that period of time But sometimes as a player Managers do You know take you out to bring you back in And, and, and hope you can, can sort of clear your mind and get a fresh start But I think as an outfield player I think there's nothing better having full confidence in your goalkeeper. I think I've been very fortunate in my career wherever where I've went. I've sort of I've had a really really good goalkeeper behind me, and it just fills you with so much confidence, especially going into these big games. So I think it, I'm not surprised, but I do think it's a big call. He's getting into a more confident backline and defensive yeah. setup now, isn't he? I mean, yeah, that, a, 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 a while back, Celtic were leaking mm. a lot of goals. We mentioned the cup final as well, but even before that, they were leaking a lot of goals. And, and there was a lot of errors And I think the goalkeeper was part of that unit So the whole the whole structure was was mm. a little bit nervous Now I think Celtic will look a lot more solid defensively So he's now getting into a, a team who are a bit more confidence Which should in turn help yeah. him as well I mean the, the corner hazard one's quite difficult Andy Because the, the big day against Hearts 
And then he stayed in for a couple of games But we didn't really see him We just didn't have a lot to do Celtic yeah. were, were, were majorly dominant We were having a laugh at the weekend He was doing star jumps and tuck jumps And all sorts to keep himself warm at Hamilton You, Like I said before I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong You guys obviously realised That that was an inexperienced goalkeeper And tried to, to keep putting him under pressure Yeah, of course I mean, That's not, that's not you know, to, to suggest that in preparation We thought you know, Hazard was a poor goalkeeper He's just inexperienced and, uh, Inexperienced in the big game So you you want to try to test him as much as possible by shots outside the box. You know, if you get any set pieces, put it on top of him, see how he reacts in the game. And and listen, uh, you know, he, he looked a little bit uncomfortable for the, the third goal, but out with that, you know, sort of applied himself really well. But he's still an, uh, an experienced goalkeeper, and, it, and it'll be better for the run in the team that Neil Lennon gave him. But ultimately, mm. Neil Lennon's made the decision to go with a bit more experience for a massive game. Eric, are you confident ahead of the weekend? I assume you are. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying, obviously I hope for a Rangers win uh, and I still think Celtic's defence is so fragile uh, I think some of the flair players and Rangers can expose that Like I think it would even have been a different game when unfortunately the Celtic player got injured but Dundee United should have scored there I, I, was watching both games simultaneously. Mm. Are you showing off now, Eric? Uh, <sighs> what a man. How long have you been in North Carolina, Eric? Because I noticed you, you slipped in a wee defence there. That's defence to us. But you've uh, obviously been I've, over stateside for a while. I've been over stateside for 20 years. <laughs> ah, there we go. I'll forgive you then. I'll forgive you the defence. Um, to be fair, Eric is on to something. Mm-hmm. Dundee United still had chances, yeah. Jim. This is about uh, openings... Um, the one that, that causes Julian the injury There was another one Nicky Clark was was through And it ended up over the bar So f- for Celtic is this, a, is this about acknowledging That there are steps In the right direction The corner might be In the process of, of being turned But but still a, still a bit to go Yeah listen There's very very few games Even when you're playing At the top of your game That an opposition Doesn't have one or two chances mm. You know so I, I don't think You should just put that down To a, a defensive frailty Or fragility I think Celtic's improved And also Football is a game but A lot of sports That when you're doing well The little breaks go for you When you're not doing so well Those little breaks Go in against you And at this moment in time Celtic are doing a lot better So therefore One or two little moments They get away with Whereas a couple of weeks ago That might not have happened uh, Don't take my word for it Thank you very much to Eric By the way In North Carolina This is Neil Lennon's confirmation Of the goalkeeping situation We've got big games coming up And you know I want Vassals to play in them He's come in as number one And I want him you know, the player, I think Connor, you know, he's done very well, but, you know, he's still very fledging in his career. And it'll be a big call to put him in a game of this magnitude at the weekend. So, you know, I want to go back to experience. And, you know, Vazlis hasn't really shown us what he's all about, but he's capable of doing that. So I think it was important to give him a game before the weekend. Uh, let's see what John and Clyde Bank makes of that. Neil Lennon confirming Barkas, who played today, plays at the weekend. John, right call for you? Yeah. Definitely. Well, if he's going to play, if he's playing him, he's got to back him publicly. He's letting them know you're my number one. Now, I didn't play football, right? I, I try to, <laughs> try to. Andy will tell you, footballers need their egos massaged. They need to be told their best. And he, and today, he was told he's the best Celtic goalkeeper, and he will be in on Saturday. Um, would I change that? Prob- probably, I would have. I probably would have done. He's he's not had the best start to his, his, his Celtic career, but 
it has been for a few months. It was uh, it was a shambles, wasn't it, for a while? I, I seen Celtic improving a lot. If this game was four weeks ago, I'd have been watching it like through my fingers. But I've got a wee bit of confidence back in the team. They're playing well, especially going forward. Now, look at Frimpong's going up that right, buzzing up and down. He forgot, but who, who plays right back? The United were in and should have scored. So that needs to we things like that need to be ironed out and sorted mm-hmm. out. And I don't think we won't. I don't think we'll, it'll be so gung ho cavalier at Ibrox as, as we were at Celtic Park. But there is big improvements there, and it's all came at the right time. It's came at the right time. Griffiths and Edward seem to seem to have hit it off. I don't know if he's going to play them. If he doesn't, poof, he may make a mistake. I think we've got Celtic's got to go out with a game plan and don't worry about Rangers' game plan. Just we've got to play well to eat. Because Rangers, to be fair, and a lot of Celtic fans won't admit it, they've been good in the eye this year. They've been excellent this this year. They've been good in Europe and at home. Yeah, it's interesting then, John, because I've got Gazzarino, who's on Twitter here, right? And he says that Celtic's starting 11 for Saturday, and he's written it down, and he's got it in a 4-3-3, and he says we should match up against Rangers' shape directly. You know, he's got a front three of Christie, Griffiths, and Edouard. But, but your idea, John, is actually no... Do do what we do and and try and impose that in the game and hope that that's enough, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You've got to, because if you're, you're telling your goalkeeper that he's the best, you've got to tell him, look, this is the way we have to go. Go on the front foot, and because six, seven, eight months ago, just before the COVID breakdown, Celtic were playing really, really well, and it's more or less the, the, the same team. So a good team doesn't just disappear. Loss of form, COVID. And all them things come into, into that factor But what happened was Rangers completely and utterly upped their game And fair play to them And Celtic didn't mm-hmm. And it was all uh, It was doom and gloom And me and myself I remember way back in September The producer would tell you I wanted Turnbull in And wanted Sorrow in And I, I wanted Scott Brown to be used less And I was kind of A few of the panel members laughed at me And to be fair I thought I was right, and it's been, I think I've been proved right that Scott Brown has got a pivotal part at Celtic Park. But he, and I spoke about there's no room for sentiment, sentiment and emotion. Celtic manager doesn't get paid that; he gets paid mm-hmm. to put the winning team on, and he's doing it now. He's, he's doing it now, and it's all coming at the, at the, because if we don't get a result at Ibrox, the league's gone. I don't say ten in a row; it's the league, and and we're playing against a, a well-oiled machine now, mm-hmm. guys. Like Rangers left back Because another left back Comes in You don't see that It's There's just A consistency with them And and But Celtic Get back to that Our full backs Is the problem I really believe that Our full backs um, I don't know If I would play That's how I would probably play um, Taylor. Taylor Is that Is that fair John's major concern He says the Celtic's fullbacks. What do you make of that? Yeah well I was with a couple of times And it could be interesting Another one where Neil, Neil Lennon Will have a dilemma Does he play Christopher Ayer mm-hmm. At right back Because he did play the America And did very well He gives him more defensive um, You know Strength He gives him more physicality You know in terms of set pieces Both for and against um, He could go then The straight 4-2 four, four If you want to call it that way A really solid back 4 Without the full backs Bombing on mm-hmm. At Ibrox You know that's another yeah. way Of approaching it And still having the two strikers 
But if he if he goes with the two strikers and has really advanced fullbacks, that will leave a lot of space to exploit. So yeah, there's there's other decisions that Neil Lennon's got to make, not just whether Sorrow or Turnbull stays in the team. Right, we need to pause there briefly. Thank you to John in Clyde Bank, but it's a great time to get your call in. 0141-951-1025 and you could be up next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Andy Halliday are here We're looking back on this afternoon's action We've got games underway at the moment Approaching the half hour mark between Motherwell and Kilmarnock Two sides who could really be doing with a win And it's goalless at the moment um, Yeah Jim Duffy, both managers I think would be desperate to get three points tonight Yeah of course, I mean Motherwell again had that you know, really good period Where you thought, listen this is a side that could be challenging for the top four position and then they just seem to have went off the rails. I don't know if he's quite got the balance right with the, the three strikers, but Kilmarnock uh, can't seem to score goals at all. And, uh, you know, Alec Dyer, I think, is under a wee bit of pressure because, you know, no matter um, how committed these players are, and, you know, and I'm sure they are, you've got to get results. And uh, they, they badly need one tonight. So both teams desperate for a positive result. Uh, 0141-951-1025. That is the number you need. To get in touch tonight You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB I think we've still got a shock in the cards At Easter Road Albeit a long way to go In that one But uh, Ross County did take the lead Peyton um, Putting John Hughes' side in front And as we approach the half-time whistle They are uh, still in front That would be that would be a surprise Wouldn't it Andy? Yeah definitely uh, You know Hibs Watched quite a, a, a bit of Hibs last, uh, this year And obviously played against them You know they've got so many players that can hurt you I think outside Rangers I think Kevin Nisbet's one of the real star performers of the league mm-hmm. this year and, uh, always seems a threat for, for Hibs going forward and Ross County on the other hand have been really struggling uh, John Hughes has obviously got a big big job in his hand to try and turn their fortunes round and it'll be a big shot if they, they get the win today oh, What a way to do it that would be uh, so we'll keep an eye on those games at the moment 01419511025 let's bring in Kevin who's a Celtic fan in the Gorbals uh, just before the break Kevin we heard from Neil Lennon Confirming that Barkas will go and goal This weekend against Rangers Just as he did today Are you happy enough with that? Well I wouldn't say happy But We've not got a lot to choose from have we? But is, that, is that the one you would have chose then? right? Maybe maybe happy is the wrong word But is that is that the best of the, the three options? I, th- I think so Because Simply because uh, uh, The boy done, uh, done great net with the final with the penalties you know, but it had a few dodgy moments mm-hmm. as well do you know what I mean yeah and uh, just experience wise do you mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah I mean Andy is this is Neil Lennon doing what he can to, to impact Barkas in a positive sense because as a manager you can't, you can't snap your fingers and make a player return to form but come out yesterday publicly I'm not signing a new goalkeeper in January there's vote of confidence one vote of confidence two as he plays today and then three straight after the game no dancing around the issue Yeah he'll play We've got big games coming up He's the number one He plays Is that is that Neil Lennon Doing all he can really To help Barkas Yeah potentially uh, You know Jim will probably Be able to answer better Me managers tend to You know try and Approach players In different ways Depending on their character And maybe Barkas Is that one where he just Needs a, needs a cuddle And uh, you know Some, some comfort messages And Neil Lennon gave him that and It's almost that vote of confidence Going into the big games But I just think in these big games that experience experience counts at matters and I think that uh, you know Connor Hazard being a young goal he's not really got 
as much experience mm-hmm. as Barkas has and, and Neil Wynn's put his faith in him and, and ultimately it was Celtic's biggest game of the season I mean Jim it, it was five games out the team so Barkas played mm-hmm. that game against St Johnston uh, the one all draw and then Lille, Kilmarnock, Hearts Ross County, Hamilton all hazard mm-hmm. and then Barkas back in so Although he's the experienced one and, and people like Kevin in the previous caller think Yeah, it's probably the right show He's actually not played during the the good run, yeah. if you like, un- until today Yeah, but as I said, sometimes you do get taken out of uh, the you know the firing line really Just to try and just get you know calmed down and, and allow the team to get back to form And that's that's what's happened The team's now back playing the way they were um, You know, earlier, right at the start of the season in, in terms of getting results, a few more clean sheets but you know, also, you know, you've got to get to know your players, and it probably took a little bit of time for Neil Lennon, not just to just to get to know Barkas, because he he'll work with the goalkeeping coaches more than the, the manager. But also culturally, players are different from different countries. You know, I've had it myself when I've been at players from South America, from Eastern Europe, from Georgia. You know, you sometimes, you know, if you want to say criticise them or or they don't react the same as maybe a Scottish player would. That's just that's just factual because. Some of them respond differently And he's maybe looked at Barkas Think I need is that Exactly what Andy says I need to show him And tell him You're my number one He's come out That's a big statement mm-hmm. He is your number one goalkeeper Even It's very rare When you sign a goalkeeper You actually say He's number yeah, one you you always say, give it the whole, He's good competition And all this kind of stuff Yeah But he's actually Posted his calls to the mass He is our number one goalkeeper We've brought him in And he's going to be playing So Listen That is Maybe just taking him a little bit of time to understand uh, the player himself, the personality of the player, and the best way he's thought of doing it is to come out and make that statement. It's now down to the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper's got to respond to it. He's got to mm-hmm. prove uh, that the manager's um, justified in giving him that number one berth. All right, Kevin. What else is on your mind tonight? Um, that was I was going up. That wasn't my point. Obviously, I'm happy to answer your question. My original point was I was listening last week. I cannot remember. The panels that said it right, but it was what I've been saying for a couple of months now, and it's no sewer grapes. But he said it uh, like verbatim to what I was saying. Um, he said that Rangers are benefiting from having no fans because their fans are on their back after 10 or 15 minutes of his goals at Ibrooks, where Celtic are suffering because their fans generally tend to back them. and only get on their backs if it's not each or whatever mm. like with 10 to go um, I've said that the whole season I just want to know the panel's opinion yeah, on I think that Gary Holt, Holt said it yeah. last week mm-hmm. um, what do you make of that Andy? who is it? Gary Holt? Yep. yeah Gary Holt said I'm it. surprised he said that uh, I think that's a big big statement mm-hmm. to be honest with you uh, you know Rangers had brilliant European performances and, and couple of foreign wins last year when there was fans in the stadium uh, I think if you look at the other side if, if Celtic fans had fans in the stadium this year you know, what I mean, they're, they're gathering, they're gathering outside of the stadium after some of their performances. So, uh, to say that they would, they would back the players. Uh, I think a lot. The last ten minutes. I think a lot of it was in reference, maybe to, to where those teams have been in previous yeah, seasons. I, so so you'll, you'll have experienced. I get it, I get it but I think that's, a, I think that's a poor comment for Gary Holt to be honest. Those, those days at Ibrooks, if you like, where, if you're already, it's difficult because Rangers aren't on, aren't on a, on a sticky run. But you've seen it many times where. If results haven't been going well In the last couple of years Celtic's results have been going well mm-hmm. and, and therefore the, the, the spotlight gets put on Ibrooks Nil-nil Half time And it's yeah. and it's intense Do you see that, that side of it? 
I can see that side of it But I've seen that In every single stadium mm. That I've ever played in I've played at clubs mm. down south Where the, the fans got on your back When you're 1-0 down uh, mm. I just think it's a, it's an easy comment to make Just because the way the, the league's going mm. just now Listen I've been at games When we've been winning And getting booed Half <laughs> time So huh? you know the, that, And also You know Errors from, from players Depending on how you're, you're playing Will obviously um, You know get, get some comments so no, I, I mean, listen, Kevin is obviously a, a Celtic fan. He he believes that his team of uh, are, are maybe not not uh, been helped by no no fan. But I don't think any team is. I really don't. I think it doesn't matter whether you're in front of a few hundred or a few thousand. You'd much prefer ask the players. I think all the Rangers players would much rather a full Ibrox than an empty Ibrox in mm. similar at, at Celtic Park. So. I think all all around the country. I mean, Andy's team at Hearts just now. If Hearts are were nil nil at half time, they'd be getting stick, absolutely. But if they're winning, or if they're if they're one nil down with ten minutes to go, the the crowd could could cheer you on. So uh, cheer you on. Sorry, so yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent in agreement. I don't, that it's I don't benefit dis- one team or the other. I certainly don't disagree that Celtic uh, are maybe lacking a little bit because they've not got fans in the mm. stadium. But to say that Rangers are benefiting from most fans in the stadium for me is madness. All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much, Kevin. In the Gorble, still goalless for Park half time at Easter Road, one nil to Ross County. That takes us up nicely to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It's that time of the night. You come on here, you answer as many questions right as you can, and if it's more than Jim Duffy or Andy Halliday, the signed ball and the bragging rights, the glory and the honour all belong to you. Give us a call before seven o'clock though, you need to be quick. Lines close at seven, and your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Andy Halliday are here We've had a goal just before the break at Fir Park Motherwell nil, Kilmarnock 1 And it's Greg Kilty Which has put the visitors in front um, But just quickly before we play Beat the Pundit Jim Motherwell mm-hmm. seem to be in that Pretty worrying habit of Looking like they're on top mm-hmm. in games And creating chances and having lots of the ball and then losing goals when that continues to happen, it's not really a good sign. No, well they are in terms of possession, in terms of territory, but it's goal threat, and you know I haven't really seen them testing um, the command goal. And command, to be fair, scored a very good goal, really good football, you know, patient, uh, and you know Alec Dyer we mentioned, you know, we absolutely thrilled about that. And command are a notoriously difficult side to break down particularly when they get in front Gordon so this is going to be a big uh, a big team talk for, for um, Stevie Robinson at half time he's really going to have to maybe look at some changes to try and get a bit of impetus uh, and a bit more a bit more of a threat Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football it is Beat the Pundit time your chance to win a signed ball but only if you can get past Jim Duffy or Andy Halliday I think I feel like we've taken the show worldwide tonight we, we, we've been in North Carolina and now tonight's contestant you can't, there can't be many of these Paul is a Clyde fan from Santander in Spain you must be the only one Paul surely aye yeah. I can't I can't see many more Clyde fans in Santander but <laughs> a, a one man supporters club perhaps uh, Jim Duffy a former Clyde manager of course let's toss the coin and see who Paul will be up against if it's heads it is Jim and if it's to, it, Paul just told me off air Jim that he wants you to go along and open the the Santander Clyde Supporters Club. <laughs> yeah, I'm, he's I'm the only member to take the invite. You, you need to go I'll, over I'll, and sort I'll, it uh, out. I'll, I'll buy Paula uh, a, a nice, a nice refreshment. Sangria. I'm happy, happy to do that. Right, heads, it's Jim. Tails, it's Andy. 
And it is tails It's Andy Halliday mm. Up against Paul From Santander I'll give Andy Something else to listen to Yep he's giving us The thumbs up So he can't hear us anymore Paul It's just you and I 30 seconds on the clock Head to head with Andy And you can pass You ready? Yep That's all you need to know 30 seconds starts now How many league goals Has Kamar Roof scored For Rangers this season? Uh, eight Who's done the United's First choice goalkeeper? Ah uh. What's the full name of the Highland League team in Varuri? Uh, local. Who did local. Stephen Naismith score an English Premier League hat trick against for Everton? Uh, Chelsea. What is the name of Livingston Stadium? Uh, Armandale. What animal appears on Kilmarnock's badge? Uh, squirrel. Which Scott is the captain of Leeds? Uh, Liam Cooper. Okay, let's bring Andy Halliday back. Andy, can you hear us? Yep. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now How many league goals Has Kamar Roof got For Rangers well, this season Who's done the United's First choice goalkeeper Steergast What is the full name Of Highland League team Inveruri Pass Who did Stephen Naismith Score an English Premier League Hat-trick against For Chelsea. Everton What is the name Of Livingston Stadium Tony Macaroni What animal appears On Kilmarnock's badge Squirrel What Scott Is the captain of Leeds Liam Cooper How many clubs Did Graham Soonis Manage out with The UK Two In what year of the 70s Did Kenny Dalglish Leave Celtic for Liverpool 74 Okay okay uh, Paul What do you think How do you think that went uh, No I'll have to come back on again Sometime soon I'm <laughs> mm, not so sure How many league goals Has Kamar Roof Now scored for Rangers He's got his head in his hands Andy Haldy He knows the mistake he's made Yeah, yeah. 12 in all competitions 12 in all competitions yeah. 10 mm. in the league So none of you got it there's no chance I'm giving you this Benjamin Segrist I don't know what you said It was it was along those lines But it wasn't a Segrist I think it was a Stegris I'm it not was, sure It wasn't far away Just Andy We giving him that Nah shakes oh, the head right Local. Okay. Yeah it's tough um, What is the full name of Highland League team Inveruri Locals. Local works Paul got it 1-0 to Paul What? Uh, who did Stephen Naismith score An English Premier League hat-trick against for Everton Chelsea You both got it So Andy's trails by one But he's equalised Because it's the Tony Macaroni, Paul mm-hmm. yeah, Veil's that traditional name But we're really looking for the Tony Macaroni arena What animal appears on Kilmarnock's badge? Squirrel Both got it mm-hmm. Who's the captain of Leeds? Liam Cooper Both got it For all Paul's questions ended there He ran out of time Andy, get two more You've got two more chances At getting this point you need how many clubs did Graham Soonis manage out with the UK? Galatasaray, Torino, Benfica, three. What year of the 70s did Kenny Dalglish leave Celtic for Liverpool? You, t- you were taking a guess. 77. Oh, it was 77. So we're going to the tiebreaker. Paul, happy with that? Okay. You've done enough? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, let's do it then. I don't think I've got a tiebreaker on this sheet for some reason. Producer Andy's going to get me one, I think. Maybe I've just chopped it off. So when we eventually... How many Get hands is a Canadian moose or something like that? You know, it'd be something ridiculous like that anyway. Uh, yeah, why not? Right, okay. I'm uh, going to need a clip of what I said for the Dundee United goal, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? You, you, want, the, you want a, a Stewart's Inquiry? Audio clip. Mm, okay, a Stewart's Inquiry. I think you said Stegrist, I think. The nice T as opposed to Stegrist. Mm, right, okay. We're going to think, think, think on the spot for the. The teaser here The question is this I'm going to get Andy Haldy To write his answer down And I'll then invite you Paul To give me your attempt So Topical What is the capacity Of Fur Park Andy Haldy oh. Write it down And show us It's obviously a closest to Are you trying to count the seats Or something On that no, television screen Behind me Hurry up No you don't get You don't so get no. time For a wee think Write it down And let's see what you think 
producer Andy's going to need to get his calculator out here mm. Haldy's shaking his head as he's writing it That doesn't bode well Right, okay uh, Paul, what would you go? Uh, I'd probably go for uh, 13,000 Ooh, it's a very oh, close call, man. isn't it? Andy goes 14,000 mm-hmm. Paul goes 13,000 The answer is 13 Six seven seven. Wow. So Andy Haldy's picked you <laughs> by a couple of hundred, Paul. It breaks my heart. I'd love to send mm. that ball to Santander, but I think he's yeah. just done you hard lines. Mm. Ah, good, uh, no good man. That was Paul ball. calling in from Spain tonight. Oof, that was close. Honestly, that was close. Sixteen thousand nearly got wrote down, and I just went. That's too much. And mm. just so I got lucky. Just I was. I, 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 I went. I, I said fifteen. I thought it was fifteen. So there you go. Definitely just, a bit of luck. There we go. Um, well, it's. I mean, it's. I got Steve this, so it's, it's nah, just I don't really know. Producer Andy, get that clip. What did he say for the Dundee United goalkeeper? It wasn't right. There's no way I could give you it. Oh, one, he's going to get booked for the centre again. He's arguing with the ref. <laughs> like that time at Capital. He's, he's arguing with the ref. By the way, were you the ref that night? Eh, the, the, the manager Andy, yeah. that night? Oh, yeah. See, I think Duffy was in the ear of the, the oh, fourth I don't official. Blame him. He, I don't blame he was him just waving to the fans. Saying, honestly, get him off ref and flam. In fact, you, do you have fourth officials I, in the actually, championship? I think I publicly say that after it's, it's, it shouldn't have been sent off. But that's, you that's say the that of it. No, I think right. I, did. Oh, I was just I, I just wasn't happy because I mm. I got sent off three days before it. Oh, yeah. Did you? <laughs> that's three days know? before mm-hmm. it got rescinded to play the game and got sent off again. What was the one before? Uh, me and Fraser Five and I've. <laughs> We've sort of went head to head And he's gave it the old Kyle Lafferty He'd back Right okay <laughs> And I got sent off for it 01419511025 Stephen is a St Mirren fan in Paisley uh, What did you make of that This afternoon Stephen? Uh, uh, good evening guys Hi Gordon Hi Jim Hi Andy Hope you're safe and well uh, Gordon just congratulations On the birth of your daughter And I hope mum and baby Are doing well Yeah not bad at all Thank you very much That's kind of you yeah. uh, I've just listened to I've watched the game today But I never get the comments After the match I'm talking to your uh, the interview that I had with Stephen Gerrard and when he was saying he was dominating the game, you know, I, I feel like, like someone in the first 20, 25 minutes, one went right in their faces and, you know, and after like a silly five minutes, we had a, a, a deflection and a slack pass back for their two goals. Um, so I really don't think that they dominated that much. And plus, that's the second game in a row that we've actually kind of kept the uh, Tavernier quiet. Uh, so that was, that was just my thoughts. I just thought... It, I think the wrong word he is was dominated because one had chances they had a few chances in the first half in fact Rangers kicked off uh, the game of the day and after 13 seconds someone had a shot at goal for 20 yards so you know they, they were in the faces I mean they ran at them in the faces so I, I don't think the word dominant was uh, the right word for them to use uh, someone had good spells in that game and I was quite pleased with the way someone played today yeah, I, I, I don't disagree I think you could see with the way St Mirren started the game they're, they're certainly a team that's full of confidence and I mean I said at the start of the show It's probably the most lustre That Rangers have started a game Especially in the first 20 minutes But doesn't take anything away for St Mirren Because I thought that You know you, you rightly touched on it It was pressure that they were putting upon Rangers That that, uh, that turned into unforced errors I can't remember the personnel But obviously nicked the ball off a, a Stephen Davis 13-14 seconds into the game Had a shot and goal um, Jonathan Obika has a massive chance They make it 1-0 But uh, you know I said at the time uh, goals change games and I think the, the goals certainly came at a really good time for Rangers and after that yeah, I mean they were dominant in terms of possession uh, and, and, and they controlled the uh, the remainder of the game but certainly not uh, certainly not mm-hmm. one of Rangers best performances but all, all credit to St Mirren I think that was down to down to them and you could see they're a, they're a team in good form It's one win and one defeat over those two games Jim but, but over the piece given that no one's really got that close to Rangers this season are St Mirren the, the sort of 
the setting the standard, if you like, and how to to go about it. Yeah, I agree with Stephen in terms of um, you know the you know dealing with uh, James Tavernier probably better than than anybody else has done in the in the, the, the cup game as well. Did a, a great job, and also Barisic as well was very very quiet in terms of going forward, more restricted defensively. And I think that that's down to the tactics of St Mum. But I, I wouldn't worry too much, Stephen. You know, Stephen Gerrard. He's always going to big up his own team. You know that that's that's managers are sometimes. He's not looking at maybe how St Mum lined up or what they had done. He's looking at his own team. And I think that in the second half, um, you know, Rangers were, were controlling the game without you know looking as if they were ever going to add to their tally. And St Mum made a few changes, tried to have a goal, but never really tested um, Alan McGregor. Um, too much in the second half so I think that overall um, Jim Goodwin uh, is you know the, the team's improvement is there I, I don't think he'll, he'll overly concern himself too much with the Rangers game he knows that that would have been a bonus uh, and their general form has been good so I think I would I would look um, you know mm-hmm. I'd be looking forward to the new year really positively if I was a, a St Man fan because I think they've, they're definitely on the way up Yeah Stephen what are you hoping for now you must have maybe be setting your sights a bit higher We're watching Motherwell and Kilmarnock Motherwell are losing again You're going to have your hearing on the 14th of January So you might well get the chance to, to play that game And the other game again You must be really starting to look up the table Well, th- this is the thing Gordon You've just hit on there This uh, S- SFA, they're going to change their minds again I don't know exactly what's going to happen Until this, uh, you know, the, the, the hearing is again Whether they're going to keep these points in the goals Or we're going to lose them again Puts it back to square one again um, So... I'm just looking forward to the Kamarnock game this weekend and then take there. Just a real cliche, game by game, but I'm really impressed with someone at the moment. They're, they're doing well and Jim Jim Good Jim Goodman's got them playing well, you know, he really has. Yeah. I think I think you've got you've got to be positive, Stephen. I mean they had a, a real sticky start and obviously again like like a lot of teams, it's hard to find goal scorers. It's hard to get that that next um, you know level. You can be organised, you can be disciplined, and 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 have been that pretty much since, since Jim Goodwin walked in the door. But now there's a little bit more belief that they can go and and uh, and win games, and there's a little bit more of a goal threat, more options. Just takes a little bit of time um, to get those players in. So you know, fair play to Jim. But I think that um, the next couple of games. Are, are going to be big in terms of how that can impact their season and, and what targets they can set themselves if they get good good results over the next couple of games I think they can be targeting a top six Thank you very much Show 01419511025 It was good to hear uh, from Stephen on the line We're going to speak to Robert and Knightswood uh, in the not too distant future You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB um, Benjamin Segrist right? Benjamin Segrist Steergist Steer guest. Steer guest. Steer guest. No chance. That's not that. me. That's somebody else. That's you. Believe me, that is you. Steer guest. No chance. Where's the far away? Oh, I know. Miles away. I know. Right. Anyway, you won anyway. It doesn't matter. You got there on the, the tiebreaker. Let's bring in Robert, who is in Knightswood. What's on your mind tonight, Robert? Hi, guys. First and foremost, um, Andy, pleasure to speak to you. Um, same as yourself, Jim. Thanks, Robert. Um, I'm a perfect man. Uh, originally moved up to, to Knightswood, but. Andy, first and foremost, um, I thought that um, he's played extremely well against Celtic last week. Just unfortunate that the way it went, but I just thought um, after everything you've been put through the ringer uh, with uh, their, their fans, etc., and I'm looking forward to Saturday. Um, regarding today's game, I was working, unfortunately, but I was catching snippets and whatever, and I thought the first half hour they were very sluggish. I thought the full-backs not getting forward. Um, I thought Barisic um, played really well. Um, 
That's my first point, guys. Barisic St Mirren's his, his place, Andy. This yeah. is a this is where he where he fully became a Rangers player, if you like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've mm. I've spoken about that mm. before. It, I just think once I, he hit that free kick into the top corner, what we've seen over the next few months after that was just a completely different player. Uh, someone that's just grown strength to strength, and and uh, you know him along with the the guy at the other side of them. Um, certainly the most two creative fullbacks, if not players in the league. Uh, you know, What's that process of, like? Because people talk about that one moment and. There's probably a little bit more to it but Thinking about Barkas earlier on We were talking about Neil Lennon And how he, he made it clear it was his number one And he says he's not signing a keeper And Jim spoke about When players come to this country They sometimes It takes a bit to figure out Do, mm-hmm. do they need a rocket? Do they need an arm around the shoulder? Is that something that happened with him? Uh, in terms of character He's probably one that uh, Would react better to an arm around the shoulder But It was more a case of we obviously played them before he signed and we knew how good he was off mm. the back of that game because he was a he was a standout performer for Osijek over the two legs and we thought when we signed him, what a like, what a fullback this boy is and, and listen he's a Croatia international fullback. You're not a bad player if you play with Croatia, that's for sure. But uh, you know, he missed pre season and uh, you know, if you miss pre season it's obviously it takes a bit of time to get back mm. into your stride and, and get a run of games and you know, coupled with that Scottish football is a lot different to Croatian football, so it was going to take him. And you were playing left back as well. And I was playing left back, exactly. And uh, <laughs> and I was the most creative fullback in the league. So he had to, he had to obviously dislodge me. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, you know, style of play was obviously completely different to to what he was mm-hmm. used to as well. So it was, it was going to be an uh, an adjustment period, and it it was you know inconsistent certainly for his first six uh, six months at the football club. Uh, but going on to the next season, mm-hmm. once that free kick hit the back of the net. It's just the run he went on to now has, has been incredible. Robert, there's no debate there. I couldn't even even I couldn't pretend to manufacture one. He plays against Celtic, but when he looks along to his right, who does he find? Does he find Philippe Hollander or Leon Balogun? I would personally, I would go with Hollander. Uh, Balogun, I, I don't know. I just think Hollander. He's been playing no no too bad. I think he's he's had his he's had one or two wee blips, but. That player doesn't do it, but I just think on Saturday, um, like every other Rangers fan up and down the country and worldwide, we just need to make sure that first and foremost we keep 11 men on the park because I think it's going to be quite a, a feisty, t- a tasty game. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there'll be a few niggly, um, sort of niggles going on with the players for previous um, games. And I just hope that. Um, my team anyway I just want to make sure that no we, we, I don't care how how we play I just want at the end that we get the three points that we absolutely as a must because um, I think it's very very crucial guys that if, if, if my team pull off the the result that we're looking for then I'll be absolutely um, ecstatic and hopefully um, let's get to what we want to achieve the holy grail and getting some silverware which we're Badly lacking, and I've just seen to at the final hurdle. We always seem to let it down, but I think Jared's got the bit between his teeth, guys, and I definitely mm. think he's got. He's, he's he's just got something special going on in the, the football they're playing. Is just it's 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 fantastic at times. It really is. We sometimes, you know, Robert mentions that you know keeping eleven men on the park, and it, it is often a subplot to these fixtures. But 
I'm not sure whether it was the the lack of crowd or the fact that Rangers were just very comfortable. Was the last one not particularly tame? I'm trying to think yeah. about with four bookings. I don't remember anything really. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I, I think it. I think it is harder. To, you know, when you don't have that. You know, the kind of impact from supporters. You know that. Uh, you know the 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 game is probably a little bit calmer, a little bit quieter. Um, there's no as much as, as as Robert said those confrontational moments, but as an old firm game, you're still going to have them, uh, and and they wouldn't be the same games. I mean, many times we see a game like that, and you're actually wanting somebody to to get a wee bit annoyed, and you, you want the the temperature to rise a little bit. But he's right, you know, you need to you still need to keep your discipline, and you still need to stay on the pitch, and I think that's really important uh, for both sets of, of, of players because it's always the highest profile game for our game for the Scottish game. And there's nothing worse if it just becomes a bit of a rammy because it, it, it's almost gets ridiculed then mm. around the world. So you want people to be talking about this as a proper football match, but with that competitive edge because you need the competitive edge, no question about that. Uh, Andy Balogun or Hillander? I feel like Hillander's probably the number one choice, but yeah. there, there have been big games where Balogun plays because he's, he's got that pace. Uh, yep. I mean, if I, if I was picking the team, I'd pick Hollander. Uh, if I'm trying to predict what Stephen Gerrard would do, uh, I still think he'll go with Hollander. I think, you know, 10 players at the weekend are nailed on. I think that's the one position where it's maybe a little bit up for debate. Um, I, just, I just think Phil Hollander, we talk about experience counts in these games. He's played in this fixture, played in the fixture at the start of the season, mm. done really well. But there's a case for both because when Balogun's played this year, he's, he's done really well. Thank you very much, Robert Knightswood, 0141-951-1025. Worry for Motherwell. And uh, just from, I'm, I'm sure everybody would hope Trevor Carson's mm. all right, Jim, because yeah. some guys just get really hard luck at times. He had deep vein thrombosis, yeah. was out for ages. He had the, the move to Celtic that didn't come mm. about. Then the deep vein thrombosis didn't play for a long, long time. Back in, injured again, and he's just back at the weekend, and he's gone down with a serious looking knee injury initially, but he's he's trying to play on. He's up and he's yeah. I mean, he comes for a cross. There's no no challenge. He's he's completely free. He picks a cross. He picks a ball up and then just seems to land a little bit and a little bit of a his leg went away from him and he dropped the ball, picked it back up again. And you know he's continuing on at the moment, but because he's had these issues, as you say, Gordon, mm. there's going to be a concern. And I think that uh, you know unless he's absolutely a hundred percent. I think that you know Stephen Robson will have to look at that very carefully because he doesn't want to be out again. And as you say, it's absolutely heartbreaking for the player because he's a top-class goalkeeper, yep. but he just can't seem to get a break. It's a huge second half this for Motherwell. They find themselves pretty close to the bottom of that table and waiting to find out what happens um, with those points from the the postponed games. But they're a goal down at home to Kilmarnock. Forty-eight minutes gone, and Hibbs still a goal down at home to Ross County. Sixty-two gone. In that one I've got a good full time teaser for you You're only looking for Four answers tonight But that tells you How hard that is I'll mm. give you the question next Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Andy Halliday Are here Still plenty of time For you to get involved 0141-951-1025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Got a good teaser for you tonight Right Dylan has sent this one in uh, Jim's gonna be, Jim gets angry at me, Andy, if the questions are too hard. I think he's going to be angry tonight, I'm afraid. Um, that looks like a penalty yeah. for uh, Commander. Okay. I think okay. it is, and the card's coming out as well, There's and it's red. red. Nick Walsh has shown the red card. Let's stay with that for just a second to try and get to the bottom of it, and it's Mark O'Hara. Um, look, some of those problems going from bad to worse by the looks of it, down to 10, and potentially about to go two goals down as well. So that's a. 
We'll just get another look at it. Yep. Any complaints, Jim? No, absolutely not. It's a stone waller. He's just he's got rolled and uh, he's panicked really and just grabbed the player down. Last man hasn't made any attempt to play the ball. I'm afraid he has to go on a, an, a, an unbelievable opportunity now for Commander to. I think. Uh, I'm quite sure who was going to be taking it, but um, certainly great chance for Kilmarnock to go two nothing up. Yeah, started his career, of course, um, at Kilmarnock, and Whitehall does convert the penalty. Motherwell nil, Kilmarnock two, Motherwell down to ten men. Not looking good for the steel men, Andy. No, and it's a really, really bad penalty to give away. He still gets so much to do when the ball gets uh, played over the shoulder. It's coming down at a height. He's, he's obviously going to try and turn around and get uh, some contact on it, and it could be a good chance, but. There's no need to bring him down there because the only thing that's going to happen is the red card. Uh, obviously, no attempt to, to to play the ball whatsoever. And Motherwell have got a mountain to climb, and what's a, a massive game for both teams? Yeah, Whitehall just no no uh, no disrespect no. as it's become known. Just belittles <laughs> the ball right, right down, down the, the middle, middle. Yeah. Um, and then it goes Motherwell nil, Kilmarnock two right. Tonight's teaser is this. Mm. Thank you to Dylan for sending it in to full time at Clyde1.com. Dylan wants to know: Can you name four players? Who have played for three different Uniteds in the English Premier League? <laughs> I told you it was tough. Can you name four players who have played for three different Uniteds in the That's English Premier League? That's an unbelievable question. It's tough, isn't it? Right, you like that though, don't you? I know you like a challenge. So, is it the current Premier League no. teams are like through? So. You know, they're, they're, obviously they're only a certain amount. Think West Ham, Leeds, yeah, Manchester, Newcastle. Newcastle. Okay. Them, you won't go. So you won't go not, much wrong with not them. Not these one because I think only played for the two, didn't he? Eric Cantona. Yeah, so he was Leeds and Man United. Leeds Man U, right, so he's missing didn't, one. Didn't finish a third one. All right, uh, that is going to test us. That's for sure. Right, I, I don't. Players. I don't actually know if there are any more. Than this, but I'll, I'll just tell you the teams just just to be sure. Right, you're right, not. Good, you're not I'm writing them down. Yeah, <laughs> right. Don't don't worry about anything other than West Ham. Um, yeah. Leeds. Right. Manchester. Sheffield. Newcastle and Sheffield. Those are the teams. But these four guys need to have played for three of those teams. So West Ham, Newcastle, Leeds, Man U, and Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Wonder what Twitter will come up with because Twitter's always ahead. That that's just the way it works. These guys out there are. Are geniuses um, At Clyde SSB If you want to play along So we're looking for Four mm. players Who've played for Three Uniteds In the English Premier League The boy Smith The striker Who? The boy Smith The striker. his first name? Um, yeah. Alan Smith, Alan Smith. Brilliant Jim Duffy There we go Once you get up and running It's not as hard Leeds Man U Newcastle Alan Smith Superb That's a great shout And all of a sudden You're only looking for three Let's bring in Gary who is a Celtic fan from Shettleston. What's on your mind tonight, Gary? Hi, Paro. Hello. Did you say something, Andy? Yes. Andy, you're the new Derek Johnson. I'm the new Derek Johnson. You're the new Derek Johnson, man. All right. Better be good. Take my point. Uh, if it's as good as that one yet, let's do it. Uh, do you think uh, Barcas, I think the, the board are pressurising New Lennon they play these players like Kamal and that the last few weeks I think it's the board that's making them do it because the money's been on them well I mean they've just left them out for five games though Gary you know if he was forced to play them how would he have got away with leaving them out for five games well I think I think the way they're thinking well you, you either they paid the money for them or Lennon said that it was okay uh, you better start using them 
Jim, uh, wait, 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 oh, is it just Barcash you're talking about here, Gary, or is it other players? Yes, Jim. Right, no, it's Barcash, Jim. Just Barcash. No, well, obviously, I mean, I think if that was the case, he would have had to play in the cup final, first and foremost. So, I mean, he was left out. That was a huge decision by the manager to keep uh, Conor Hazard in for the cup final, uh, who had no experience and managed to save a couple of penalties and obviously ultimately help um, to get that quadruple treble. Uh, and then he's, you know, he's got a big decision to make coming up to the Old Firm game. So, um, he put him in um, today, got a clean sheet, and um, you know he's given them the he's given them the nod. As he said, they brought him in to be number one. The managers made that clear. He told he, he said he's not looking for another goalkeeper in January. He was brought in to be number one, and he's maybe just taking a little bit of time to say. Oh, and I think that any player, um, Gary, you know, sometimes it does. I mean, look at Ishmael Soro at this moment in time. You know, he's been there for quite a while, but it takes, sometimes it takes a long time, and you need a wee break somewhere. You need somebody to. To maybe lose their place and you get in And obviously Barkas has had to sit out For four or five games Like any player if they're not playing at top form So no, in answer to your question I don't think the board are saying to Neil Lennon This is who you should play I think that the manager knows that If he makes the wrong decision Ultimately he's the guy that uh, has to suffer for it Not the board The thing about this goalkeeping situation at Celtic Andy Although people aren't convinced yet about Barkas and yeah, the, the price tag keeps getting mentioned. It's it's not like there's a an obviously better alternative. You've either got Scott Bain, who's now fallen completely out the picture and hasn't set the header alight either, or Connor Hazard, who's played what five games for Celtic. So it, you're you're sort of picking the whatever option you think has got the edge on the other two. Yeah, and I mean it's not as if Barcast was making a number of uh, mistakes, and, and Celtic as a unit were defending really well. Celtic as a unit defensively. Of, uh, have obviously been poor on the standards of set over the last few years and, and albeit Barkas made a uh, a couple of mistakes in there I think the first goal against uh, Rangers free kick against AC Milan but Celtic as a unit look a little bit more solid now and a bit more organised so maybe with Barkas coming back in it uh, it can rediscover the form that obviously made Celtic pay £5 million for him but you know, to answer Gary's question that I don't think that Peter Lawwell and the board are, are influenced Neil Lennon's decisions on a Saturday Who can he expect to find in front of him? Jim, I suppose there's this injury to Julian which you would have to to factor in. Let's assume they're all fit. What's what's Celtic's best defence at going up against the, the the best team in the league at the moment? Yeah, I think if um, if they're all fit, as I said, I think he could he could throw um, a little spanner of what's been playing Aya right back, uh, and you know so it could be Aya possibly beat on Julian, and again you've got Taylor Laxo, or does he bring Duffy back in again? So, but. For me, I think that that could be an option uh, to play Laxel and Frimpong is a big risk because they are v- both very adventurous fullbacks. It just depends on how the manager wants to see. Does he want to go there and maybe try and make sure there's a little bit of containing the opposition for for an hour and then see how the game it, it is does it, and then can open up a little bit, or uh, does he just say no? This is the way we play. We play. With the two strikers, we play with two advanced fullbacks. We play a diamond in midfield, and we go for it. There's a, I say it's a, it's a big decision. I mean, I don't know how, how Gary would want his team to approach it. Uh, Andy, there are still a few question marks. Scott Brown, for instance, the last big game, if you like, was that cup final against against your team. Did you expect Scott Brown to come in and play that day? Uh, I'm not sure. It was a position that uh, we weren't too sure about because obviously it's Mal Sorrow and. Uh, had came in done really well David Turnbull obviously since he's he's came into t- uh, the team I think has been Celtic's best player over the uh, the past few weeks but 
You always expect Scott Brown to play when it's the bigger games and uh, his experience obviously. Does counts, that extend so to this weekend? I though? think so. I think he plays really uh, instead of Sorrow. Yeah, that would be a big shout, Jim Duffy. I can just imagine mm. the the team news breaking here in the morning. I think the reaction of the Celtic fans would be very interesting if that happened. Yeah, um, again, but if if you go along by the the manager's train, I thought he was on uh, about Barkas and a bit more experience. Then there's no one with more experience in these fixtures than than, than Scott Brown. Um, going to Ibrox, yeah, we know there's no crowd, but you know, in such an important match, do you need that experience? You know, or do you rely on youth and energy and excitement, if you want to call it that, from sorrow? Um, yeah, again, another another difficult. We, we, we said um, at the start of the program, we think that Rangers is pretty much ten players. You think you could pick maybe one? You may be second guessing with Celtic. I think there's three or four. Not not just. Personnel, but the shape as well of the team. Does he go back to four two three one? Does he go with the you know advanced fullbacks? Does he bring Brown back? Does he go with two strikers? <laughs> you know, does he put Ayer right back? You know, there's a lot of decisions. Um, the one decision he doesn't have to make is the goalkeeper because he's made that perfectly clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, that that debate that we've been having about you know Celtic like their diamond, that's what they do at the moment. But can you afford to do that at Ibrox? Do you have to? How much do you take into account what? The other team are going to do And in your experience In the fixture Has there ever been a time Where Where you feel like a team Did spring a surprise Or, or did something uh, a bit different Last year Last year I don't know if uh, I don't know if Gary remembers or, or any Celtic or Rangers fans That are listening When When Celtic came to Ibrox Last year And You know Celtic are, Obviously have been Got the more favourable results Against Rangers over the last few years And uh, It was all predicted to be a, a good game Two teams that were in good form At the time And Celtic had kick off in the game took kick off and Odson Edward literally booted it 60 yards into the corner for a throw in and I think it was a statement uh, from Celtic early on to just say we're playing in your half in this game mm. and then uh, when you've got possession you need to break us down and they sat a lot deeper than they usually have when they came to Ibrox over the obviously the previous years and, and ultimately won the game 2-0 so, so how they approached the game worked so I don't think there's any I, I, I do believe that Celtic have to win the game I, I think that they have to go and try and win the game but I don't believe for one minute they're not going to take into account how Rangers play. I don't think that's ever happened for either teams, even though Rangers might be looked at the favourites this game. Uh, Steven Gerrard and his staff will still be looking at you know, how can Celtic hurt us and try and combat both ways. But it's a fascinating game. Uh, you know, if Celtic do approach with, with two up front and go with a diamond, who's the fullbacks? Is is Frimpong you know, a brilliant defender to be isolated? You know, 2v1 essentially when, when Rangers are going forward, lacks out on the other uh, side the same. I don't know but it's it's, mm. it's all set up for, for what's going to be a good game What a night this could be for shaking up the bottom of the table mm. Ross County are 2-0 up at Easter Oof. Road Ollie Shaw, former Hib striker yeah. has added a second and of course Motherwell losing 2-0 to Kilmarnock that drags Motherwell right in what a result that would be for Ross County that would make it very congested uh, down there it would move Ross County on to 16 uh, Hamilton in 15 Motherwell in 17 um, and of course we wait to find mm. out the decision of that tribunal About the, the Covid postponements So it's heating up down at the bottom Let's go back to the lines and bring in Hans Who is a Rangers fan fr- from just outside Copenhagen We've been on a worldwide mm. tour on tonight's show I love it Hans, what's your point tonight? Hello gentlemen, I hope you're keeping safe And uh, thanks for uh, um, uh, keeping a good show Thank you very um, much uh, my first point, I've got, actually got three points, but I'll just keep it to the two. The first point is that um, Stephen Gerrard made his point after one of the European matches that he uh, he was lacking the same kind of quality uh, of opposition uh, in the home league. 
and he was um, apparently pointing to uh, uh, to Selig and, and possibly Aberdeen and Hibernian, which are a good opposition at the moment. But what Rangers need at the moment is a is a strong Celtic. So I'm really looking forward to the match on on Saturday, and hopefully we'll get a, a very competitive game. Um, and something which all the Europeans are looking at now, now that Rangers has come into the to the focal point, because they are a talking point across Europe now. Um, so, you know, uh, having been in Denmark for 30 years, I'm, I'm still missing talking to my Celtic colleagues on Monday morning and say, well, how did your game go? And, well, our game went well. And, you know, who did you get in, the, in, uh, in Europe? And how did your game go? You know, that kind of pattern I'm missing, but you guys need to remember that whole, the whole of Europe is watching uh, both Rangers and Celtic at the moment, and they both need each other, uh, like it or not. Yeah, I mean, I think, no, listen, you need strong uh, competition at any level um, because it raises your game, Hans. There's no, there's no doubt about that. It definitely raises your game. It gets you, keeps your concentration levels high. Uh, you understand, as I said to you, tactically how to play. If you just dominate every game and there's only one way of playing, then when you come up against quality opposition, particularly in Europe, then you'll get found out because you're not used to it. But um, Rangers and Celtic have traditionally, uh, you know, been been strong in the Scottish game. They've had their spells, obviously, in this moment in time. It's been Celtic over the last nine years. But Rangers this season uh, have been immense, both uh, domestically and uh, in Europe. So, yeah, it does help, and it helps the players' profile again. Um, you know, the, the market value uh, improves as well on players if they do well in Europe. So I agree with you that, um, you know, they, they, they have to... Uh, it's, it's good if both teams are strong but uh, I think um, the, the opposition fans won't, won't always want that and I think that if you're a Celtic fan you're quite happy if Rangers are weak and if uh, and vice versa if you're a Rangers fan you're more than de- delighted if Celtic are struggling Hans for, you can just tell me if I'm being too nosy right but I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued about the backstory here so you are from you're, you're in you're near Copenhagen you, you sound like you're from Copenhagen how, how did the, the love affair with Rangers begin? Uh, well, I grew up in Scotland uh, as a young lad. Um, uh, I, I had a passion for, for the club when I went for my first game at 13. And uh, ever since, I've been at the uh, the Copeland uh, end. I can't remember uh, where. Uh, but then somebody uh, who was uh, who was deaf uh, asked, asked uh, if he could come along. And I found out there was a, a place in the Rangers stand. I can't remember the stand uh, where it was, but I, I stood amongst uh, uh, a lot of deaf people, um, and there was a commentator uh, commentating the game uh, for all these deaf guys. And I found it more comfortable listening to him and watching the game at the same time because he was he was very colourful in the way he described the game. Uh, and from that moment, um, uh, I just loved coming to the game because it was like a family. It wasn't just coming to a game. Uh, you know, uh, from the moment you stood in the queue going into the uh, into Ibrox, uh, the feeling and the expectation uh, and the talk about the game uh, and coming out of the game as well, uh, it was something you just had to, uh, you, you, you thrived on. Every Saturday, you wanted to go to that uh, wanted to go to Ibrox and experience the same same atmosphere every every game. Hans, I've I've got high hopes that you've got a brilliantly Scottish surname or something to go mm-hmm. along with your your Danish first name. Uh, I must admit, uh, hands in the air. Uh, my my surname is Macdonald. 
Easily the, be, the best name we've ever yes. had on the show. Said, I thought you said his second name was in there for a second. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, get, well, you can give us your first our first prediction of the week. How do you see it going at the weekend, Hans? Uh, I won't disappoint anybody. Uh, I I feel there's a one-one game on uh, because um, I, I I I don't watch Celtic, uh, but I can see they're uh, they're keeping a clean sheet. They've clean sheets for three games. Uh, I've watched Rangers uh, constantly, and I can see that they are they are closed. Uh, they close the door um, again constantly um, during the season. Uh, so it will be a very very tight game. Um, but but I don't see both teams uh, keeping the door shut. I think they have mm. two good tacking teams, uh, good tacking teams. Uh, so I, I I go for a one-one. Okay, thank you very much. That was Hans from just outside Copenhagen. Hans McDonald, mm. definitely the best name, ah, name. Uh, we've ever had. Motherwell two 0 down, down to ten men, and Trevor Carson, who must be one of the unluckiest players going, mm. has now gone off. Uh, he's been replaced by Chapman. In goal uh, Right how are you getting on With this teaser by the way We're looking for Four players to have played For three different Uniteds In the English Premier League You've got Alan Smith We'll try and get The other three next Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday And Jim Duffy Are here Motherwell still 2-0 down At home to Kilmarnock they're down to 10 men Mark O'Hara's been sent off Trevor Carson The number one goalkeeper Who's had big injury problems Has been taken off And they're now very much down At the bottom of the table Stephen Robinson Not a happy man This Gordon evening Gordon Duncan Not a happy man Ah he's fine no. Trembling lip there nah, he's, he's, trembling get, lip. he's got different priorities These days Changed man <laughs> yes, Matured exactly. yeah. yeah Too busy Too busy for that sort of nonsense um, Hibs are still 2-0 down I don't think Jack Ross Will be a happy man Albeit they're in a bit more of a comfortable position in the table But Ross County 2-0 up at Easter Road Don't think anyone uh, could have foreseen that Right, tonight's teaser is a cracker from Dylan Dylan wants to know four players Who've played for three different Uniteds In the English Premier League So, before the break You guys had Alan Smith And I had a wee look on Twitter As predicted some great tweets coming in on this Gordon Smith has got them all Mikey's got a couple um, What else did you get during the break? Uh, Rio Ferdinand Yes Which is three teams Are you afraid of them? West Ham, other, Leeds other, And Man United Other, other than the, the, the obvious um, I think uh, We had one uh, Lee Boyer Yes Right on cue Frank O'Rourke Has just tweeted and said Lee Boyer and Rio mm. Ferdinand Yeah well done Which means you've only got one to get Is it the hardest one by a mile? Yes Absolutely mm. it is So we'll see how you get on Between now and the end of the show Um I love Twitter, Jim, because the, the range of opinions and sometimes the timing is poetic, right? We were talking about Scott Brown earlier mm. on, and these two tweets came in at exactly the same time. I've, I've checked the time on them, it doesn't narrow it down to the second, but they are on the same minute and everything. George Brown says, The host, A, must talk about me, clearly. Um, <laughs> Celtic playing Bruni will raise eyebrows, apparently. Not got a clue. Let me tell you, Bruni will be the first name on the team sheet, says George. <laughs> In the same minute The Celtic End podcast says If Scott Brown plays instead of Sorrow Lennon would be as well handing in his notice The only position Brown has a chance of playing in Is right centre of the diamond I.e. where Christie is playing So what I'll do George You get in touch with the Celtic End And you can you two can sort it out together 
Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're the host, Gordon. You get it from both both barrels, from both sides, and uh, no, no, but it's not about me. Yeah. It's about Scott Brown, and yeah. it just shows you how how but the, people perceive that you you have a view on it, or we have a view on it, and uh, if it doesn't uh, correspond with the view that person has on it, then uh, they're not happy. But that, that's football. Football's always been about the, those different opinions, uh, and when you're a manager like Neil Lennon. You know, the only way you can win is if you win the game. It's only after the game. Hindsight is wonderful, but it's only after it that you will be, the, uh, you know, people will determine whether you got it right or wrong. I'm interested in the, the sort of management of Scott Brown then, if if George is right and if, if he does come in at the weekend, Andy, because up until recently, he played all the time. All the time. And for, for a couple of seasons now, people have been saying maybe we'll see a little bit less of him just to manage his games. But he plays all the time And we then usually hear on the back of that Well maybe that's what suits him Maybe coming in and out of the team isn't good Maybe he needs to be playing mm-hmm. all the time As some players do He's now not played in the last, what, three is it well, He four? was injured after the cup thing When he yeah. came off injured Yeah, so, but that's what I'm saying So he's not played any any of the, the recent games Does that make it less likely that he comes in this weekend? I still think he'll play Really? Yeah, I do okay. I just think it's do you think Sorrow will be left out? I do, and mm. I, I think it would be harsh on him. But uh, I think Scott Brown's just—he's—he's um, he's, he's just played in these big games mm. for a number of years now, and um, obviously I think him and Neil Lennon have got a great relationship. He's been—he's been a big player for Celtic as well in the, uh, the last mm. few years, and I just—I do think he'll play. Whether whether people think it's the right decision or not, mm-hmm. but I, I think he'll play. Does the crowd come into that gym? Because mm. I, I would certainly expect that that opinion. You know the the. The cauldron, the pressure, he's, he's mm. been there, he can handle that, he might wind people up, he's the one that will smash into a mm. tackle and the crowd will go mental and, and it raises Celtic, but, but but none of that's there. And most Celtic fans are telling us that the midfield looks better recently with the personnel mm. that's in it. So how much of the Scott Brown likes old firm games comes into it now? I think, I think it does uh, in terms of going forward. There's a, there's a little bit more... The ball moves forward a little bit quicker where Scott Brown maybe comes in between the two centre-halves and maybe just, you know, gets a rhythm the way he wants it to play, um, you know, but Sorrow maybe moves it and gets around the pitch a little bit better. But in terms of playing against Rangers midfield, this is something that, that you know, you've got to consider. Mm-hmm. Rangers midfield is are exceptional. And Sorrow's still learning the game defensively. He reads the game well, don't get me wrong, he reads the game well, but against... Players where he might not have as much possession The the, the few games I've seen him playing for Celtic the Celtic's totally dominated possession when he's played uh, Let's bring in Scott and Kirk and Tillich. I didn't realise how quickly we were running out of time But we'll squeeze it in Scott, what's your point tonight? Hi, good evening panel um, My point's about the game on Saturday I'm really, really looking forward to it um, but I, I watched this, this game the other day and I'll be honest, I was more nervous about that game Than the Celtic game I'm going into the Celtic game very, very confident I don't see Celtic coming away with the Ibrox with even a draw or a win. And I put that down to their defence and their keeper. There's no doubt that they middle front that they're capable. But uh, I think their downfall will be uh, their defence uh, and their keeper. And also, I don't ever even remember uh, for a long, long time that Celtic getting into a, a Rangers game really, really having to win this game. The pressure's all on Celtic and I think it will really fall into Rangers' hands and, I, and I'm not saying we're going to take three four goals off him but I can always see he's winning it comfortably I love these ones Jim because you can mm. always spin it both ways about <laughs> who the who the pressure's on mm. yeah <laughs> but I mean listen Rangers can afford to lose it because they've got a points advantage That that's stating the obvious 
Celtic can't afford to lose it because the the, the points differential increases in. So yeah, I mean there, there is more pressure on Celtic to to win the game, um, and and I think if if if, if if they do win it then obviously the pendulum swings a little bit because then people will start to ask questions of Rangers but listen that that's a fascinating aspect of this game you know depending which side of the fence you're standing on is how you look at it but I, I think most Celtic fans would want their team to be positive would want their team to be going to Rangers playing their own natural game and not mm-hmm. trying to stifle Rangers uh, Yeah Andy I think obviously You'd rather be in Rangers position that, I mean that, There's no debate there You'd rather be in Rangers position With that lead Is there is there a slight feeling that On top of that Rangers don't want, don't want to give Give even room for people to say Oh is, is this the bottle crashing Or is this the start of, of the tide turning Does that does that come into is that is that where the pressure is on Rangers slightly? Yeah I mean I don't think that uh, Listen as much as I think the pressure's on Celtic to win the game Rangers are going to go out and try and win the game uh, And I think that the majority of the Rangers, uh, the Rangers supporters will be expecting them to win the game as well. But yeah, I, I think a spot on the fact that you know Rangers players' mindset is probably, you know, they've got this gap just now. They've got a comfortable advantage over Celtic, and they want to try and give them no mm. hope. So you know, regardless of Celtic having games in hand, if Rangers win their games from now to the end of the season, they win the league. And I, I don't think it's any difference at the weekend. But if you asked me three, four weeks ago, I'd be predicting a comfortable Rangers victory now. I think it's set up to be a really good game Scott, sorry we have to leave it there It was short and sweet But we'll do it again sometime That was Scott in Kirk and Tillich Rio Ferdinand Alan Smith Lee Boyer Three players who've played for Three Uniteds In the English Premier League Who's the remaining one? It's tough We're going back a bit further Man Sheffield Uni- United Man United Newcastle And Sheffield United Are we going back to the 90s? Yep oh, Man United Uh Newcastle and Sheffield United. Oh, I think you're going Irish. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, I've got it. Started oh. off at Man U as a young boy. Go on then, Keith Gillespie. Brilliant. Last minute well winner, Halliday. Brilliant. Well done, Keith mm-hmm. Gillespie. Uh, Motherwell still two 0 down. It's finished two 0 to Ross County at Easter Road. It's been a busy day of Premiership action. We are back tomorrow at six o'clock. Your New Year's Eve panel, Gordon DL and Mark Wilson, your Christmas Eve panel as well. They're just about getting over that. Uh, so we'll do it all over again tomorrow. 01419511025. Give us a call and Meg is up next. <laughs>